Welcome to the podcast for Salem Baptist Church, where the senior pastor is Reverend Dr. Selwyn Q. Bacchus. Salem is located at 3131 Lake Street in Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. This podcast has been created as a mobile companion to your engagement with Salem. Whether you use it to listen to a service you are unable to attend or to revisit a sermon, we pray that this podcast will serve as a source of motivation and connection to a word-centered and spirit-led church that cares about your journey. Be sure to turn on your alerts as we deliver a variety of content to you. Don't miss out on church services, interactive Bible studies, and special interviews all here on Salem's podcast. Share the podcast with a friend or family member. Listen as you have your morning coffee, daily exercise, or travel to work. No matter when you are listening, we pray this episode blesses you.
Good morning. Welcome to worship here at the Salem Baptist Church. For those of you here and those of you connected virtually, we are so thankful that you have decided to join us in worship on this morning. We ask now that you would please stand as we begin our worship experience. Psalms 111 reads as follows. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all those who delight in them, full of splendor and majesty in his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works and giving them the inheritance of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and are just, and all his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He has sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have good understanding. His praise endures forever. Let us go before the Lord in prayer together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for another day, another hour, another moment to worship and praise your name. Bless us as we lift you up and we worship you in spirit and in truth. And we pray all these things in the precious and most matchless name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Today, the hymn of the month or the hymn of the day is, Oh, How I Love Jesus.
of you love him on today because he first loved me because he first loved me because he first hallelujah hallelujah because he first loved me oh we bless you this morning god oh we magnify your name god oh we give your name glory god hallelujah to the Lord for he is good hallelujah he's worthy of all of our praise he's worthy of every hallelujah he's worthy yes he is hallelujah this is an oldie but a goodie so you all know it so let's sing together oh give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. Yes, he is. Oh, give thanks. For he is. Oh, for he is. Oh, give thanks. 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 Oh, give th
family, church family, it's now time for us to be able to exercise the great privilege of prayer. I like what the Apostle John said in the first epistle of his in the fifth chapter, the 14th verse. He says this, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Church family, as we go before the Lord in prayer, let us pray for all of our leaders, those serving at the federal, state, and local levels. Also, we want to keep on our hearts and our minds those hospitalized, Sister Ann Christian, Sister Valeria Middlebrook, Brother Herman Barron. We also want to keep in our hearts and our minds those on our prayer list, infant writer Nicole Ross, the granddaughter of Shonda Ross. Sister Nicole Cannon-Brown, Sister Velvet Layla, Sister Gloria Morrison, Sister Velma Sanders, Sister Felicia Thompson, Brother James Alley, Brother Alfred Boykin, Sr., the father of Minister Jeanette Washington, Brother O.D.V. Coleman, Brother Steve Hawthorne, Brother J.D. Prince, Brother Sam Young, the brother of Emma Devers. Also, we want to keep in our hearts and our minds and our prayers those with bereaved members of their family. We will have a funeral service for Brother Anthony Collins II. It will be held here at the Salem Baptist Church on Tuesday, August 23rd at 10 a.m. 11 a.m. Also, Deacon James Brewer and the loss of his uncle, Thomas A. Hart. Church family, let's go before the Lord boldly in prayer together. Abba, Father, eternal Lord, our God, we come before you as humbly as we know how, thanking you for your grace, your mercy, and just your majesty. Lord, we worship you and talk about you like your Lord because you are. Lord, we come before you and we say it's a privilege to come before you humbly in prayer because it truly is. And Lord, we are just so thankful for all that you've given us, thankful for all that you do, thankful for all that you are. Lord, we just truly give thanks. And we know that we love you only because you first loved us. Lord, we are just so rocked by your majesty. The fact that you created the earth out of nothing, the entire universe, how you can hold it in the palm of your hands, how the radiance of your glory shines brighter than any other star or sun in the entire universe. How you can count every hair on our heads, every sand on the beach, and how you love us, and how you give us worth through your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you so much that you threw the earth on the axis with no practice and watched it spin. How you created the planets and the stars to spin. Lord, how you just created the world and you existed even before the world. When there was nothing, God, there was still you. And so we lift you and we praise you for that. We thank you that you have revealed yourself to us generally, that we can look outside and see the symmetry in our bodies, the beauty in nature, the complex systems in our body that we still don't understand. And that's why the scripture says that only a fool says that God doesn't exist. It's so clear that you exist. All we gotta do is open our eyes. And Lord, we thank you for that. But Lord, we thank you even more that you revealed yourself specifically through your son, Jesus Christ. We learn in the first chapter of John that it was truly Jesus who spoke the world into existence now and how there was nothing that was ever created 
that was created that didn't come from the hands of Jesus, the mouth of Jesus. And so, Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he thought not a robbery for him to be equal with the Father, but that he came down and he put on human flesh and that he lived the perfect life and offered us salvation through faith in him and the faithfulness of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you so much for Jesus and how under no other name is there salvation and how we worship and lift and praise his name because it's truly worthy to be praised. So Lord Jesus, we love you and we thank you and we lift your name. Lord, we also thank you for the power that you have given us, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, the same power that he extended on high with is the same power that you have given through each and every one of us today. And Lord, we thank you for that through your precious Holy Spirit. We thank you for having that same power. Your scripture tells us that we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, and that's only because of you and your graciousness and your mercy. And so, Lord, we thank you today. We ask that you continue to give us strength, continue to give us focus, continue to not be deterred by how the entire world may be on their reject. Help us to reset our minds and meditate on your precepts today, Lord. And so we thank you. And as we navigate this difficult world, we take joy in knowing that the Lord Jesus prayed for us, and that he prayed that we not be of the world, even though that we're in the world, and that we will be united together under his name and to touch and to influence that world. And so we thank you so much for that today. And so as we navigate these difficult waters of this world, Lord, we rejoice because we know that you walked on the water. And we know that through faith, we can walk on the water too. And Lord, we know that even when we sink, that your holy and righteous hand will be right there to pull us back up. And so we lift you up and we praise you and we thank you for that this morning. Lord, bless us as we continue in this worship service. Bless us as we continue to uplift your name. Bless us as we continue to walk through this world in any situation that we face. Help us to know that you are the great physician and that there's no other name that we can come to and seek help. So we lift you up this day. We ask that you would bless our pastor, our under-shepherd, that you would speak through him and as always, prepare our hearts to hear a word from you. Bless us and keep us, and we give you all the praise, the honor, and glory in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. When they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord, I was glad about it, amen? Amen, amen. Uh, good morning, Salem. Those of you that are here and those of you in virtual, uh, this, uh, my name is Charles Smith, and I have a special announcement. I'm part of the deacon's ministry here at Salem. Every year, uh, we, uh, we honor our pastor uh, as he makes another birthday, and it turns out that in 10 short days, the Lord let him live, He's going to make another birthday. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, I think I heard Deacon Johnson say last week he's going to be 55. 65? Or oh, 55? Okay, I just want to make sure I got that right. I thought I heard him say 55, but because I know if he was 65, he'd be getting a lot of free stuff, you know. You get free ice cream, free, free haircuts, and all that free stuff, but he's 55, so you got 10 years to go, Doc. All right. Well, anyway, we're, we're, we're thankful for Pastor Backus, for all that he's done in the community, for the leadership here at Salem Baptist Church. Amen. Yeah, just, just a couple of short weeks ago, he, 
He authorized uh, the purchase of hundreds of, uh, of uh, book bags to give to kids in the community. And it wasn't just Salem kids, it was kids in the whole community, amen? That's something to be proud of. And uh, I thank God that he's shown that leadership here at Salem. And uh, so, 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 Doc, I just want to say that at 55, you can still thrive. <laughs> amen. Amen. So uh, for, you, for those of you that are uh, in the 21st century, out in virtual and here, uh, if you want to make a donation to the pastor, uh, please do that. Uh, We've got, we got all kinds of platforms on which you can give, uh, Givelify and Venmo, and there's some others that you can give uh, with. And for, those, and for those of you that are in the 19th century like me, okay, you can use your envelope, and those of you that are here today. <laughs> hey, look, I don't mind saying I'm from old school. I don't mind. I ain't shamed. I'm old school. All right. On, uh, on the envelope, it says, uh, where it says other, uh, you can, uh, while you're giving your tithe and offering, you can just put pastor's birthday. And uh, give him your best gift that you have, amen. Just, just give him your best gift. You can send cards uh, to the office here, 3131 Lake Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. And uh, he'll be glad to get your cards, uh, letters, uh, send him a text, give him a phone call, wish him a happy birthday. Let's just show him how much we love him, okay? Y'all with me on that? All right, amen. I, I just got one more thing I need to say. Pastor, you, you, you would be a... a you have a lot more vigor if you turn in that Dallas Cowboy stuff and come on over to the winning side. Come on over to the winning side. You'd be a lot more vigor, Pastor. Come on now. All right. God bless you. If it ain't happened yet, it's probably not going to happen. Amen. <laughs> a good morning, Salem, to those who are here in the sanctuary and those who are in the virtual sanctuary of the Salem Church. It is a blessing to be alive <clears throat> and to be able to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And Deacon Smith, I'm not old enough to start getting stuff free but I'm going to use my AARP discount. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We praise God for each and every one of you. Please remember all of your weekly opportunities for ministry, ministry fellowship, discipleship, and worship. We praise God on uh, today that we had a wonderfully successful community safety day. Uh, led by the Salem Baptist Church and the Bobby Byers Foundation on the yesterday. And what a blessing it was. We had persons representing different organizations uh, on the parking lot, and uh, we were able to assist so many who came through, and we praise the Lord that he held off the rain. Amen. So we had a wonderful, wonderful uh, opportunity to bless our community on yesterday. Amen. We want to remember our corporate prayer is coming up on Wednesday, August 31st at uh, 6.30 p.m. Our deacons have been giving wonderful leadership, and we know that they're going to continue to do that as well. We praise God for our 
He's not new anymore, but our youth and young adult pastor is doing a great work. Amen. And we want to ask that you would contact him uh, for, the, for many upcoming opportunities to grow in your faith. Amen. So please reach out to him uh, as he is doing a wonderful job at this point. Uh, we again remind you that uh, on next on Saturday, September 3rd, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., our deacons will be uh, passing out or distributing our communion elements for those who have not returned to in-person at this point. And uh, they will be uh, on uh, their post as they always are. On next Sunday at 10 a.m., we'll be having our annual worship in, in white worship experience. Amen. Amen. And we want to ask you to please be present and as well bring someone with you. Amen. Amen. We're going to have a wonderfully blessed time as we always do. Uh, Deacon Johnson, it's always kind of interesting how uh, the church in Omaha, Nebraska can be the lead for churches all across the country. We started doing worship in white and uh, maybe 10 years ago at this point, something like that. Every year I saw another church say, we're going to do worship in white. Amen. But we know where it started at 3131 Lake Street. Amen. It's a poor dog that won't wag his own tail every now and then. You are a great church, Salem. You are a great church. So please be present. Our uh, guest will be Kim McFarland, a great, wonderful vocalist and psalmist. She is going to bless the Salem Church, so please be present. Amen. Now, very quickly, I want to say this, and uh, if you have any questions, please email me. Um, for the foreseeable future, we're going to continue in one service at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. And I know exactly who that was. <laughs> For the foreseeable future, we're going to continue at one worship experience at 10 a.m. <laughs> And we are currently, on a serious note, planning a return for in-person life development and other fellowship opportunities, and we will give details in the coming weeks. Amen? Amen. Amen. You just can't be God-giving no matter how you try. Amen. And the Lord is faithful to his word. He declares that if we trust him with the tithe, he will then open the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings you won't have room enough to receive. Amen. Do I have some witnesses? Amen. Amen. He can do what no other power can do. Amen. Amen. 
How many are witnesses that you've been down to your last dime, your last quarter, and the Lord stepped in right on time. Amen. I got a witness over here. So we charge and challenge you to trust God with the time. And as I've said on other occasions, if you can't make the leap from where you are in your giving journey to, to the tithe of 10%, incrementally increase and move toward the tithe. And I want to let you know the Lord will respond to your faith. Amen. He will respond to your faith. We continue to offer, as Deacon Smith said, various platforms by which you're able to give. You can mail your tithe and offering here to the church from uh, 9 to 5 on Monday through Friday. You can bring them. There's a secure tithe and offering box just outside the administrative offices. You can give through our website, through PayPal, through Venmo, through GiveLify, uh, through Cash App, and you can text to give. And for those who are present in the sanctuary, there will be persons in place to receive your tithe and offering immediately following the benediction. We share this affirmation. It is an affirmation of what we believe about giving here at the Salem Baptist Church. We plant good seed in good soil. And we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. We plant good seed in good soil. And we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. If you believe it, put your hands together and praise the Lord. We're going to ask our music and fine arts ministry to come at this time as we lead, move forward in worship.
one. Does anybody believe this morning that there is a release for you? Your breakthrough, do you believe that your breakthrough's coming? Cause there's a blessing in the room today. Are you ready? Get ready. It's already been released. Are you ready? Get ready. It's already been released. There's a healing in the room today. Are you ready? Get ready. It's already been released.
It's already been
going to ask you to stand now in reverence to the word of God. Turn with us to the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 21, beginning at verse 22. Genesis chapter 21, beginning at verse 22. And the word of God reads, And it came to pass at that time that Abimelech and Phicol of the commander of his army spoke to Abraham saying God is with you in all that you do now therefore swear to me by God that you will not deal falsely with me with my offspring or with my posterity but that according to the kindness that I've done to you you will do to me and to the land in which you have dwelt. And Abraham said, I will swear. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The Lord's word is blessed. <clears throat> I'm going to talk today for a few minutes by the help of God and the Holy Spirit from this simple subject. We meet again. We meet again. There is, in a sense, a trope, a storytelling device or convention that is a shortcut for describing situations uh, that the storyteller can reasonably assume the audience will recognize, found in this narrative section of scripture in Genesis chapter 21, beginning at verse 22. It would be characterized as a we meet again trope. It is the standard phrase when one character has just shown up in the presence of another character they have encountered before. And one of the characters in some manner indicates this is not the first meeting of the characters involved. And in they walk and declare we meet again. Well, these very words could, be, could have been utilized by either Abraham or Abimelech in the text on today. Either could have declared, we meet again. Because if you press rewind in your mind, you will remember in Genesis chapter 20 that Abraham and Abimelech had an encounter that could have had tremendous, uh, a tremendous and tragic outcome. Recall, if you will, that encounter. It's there that Abraham and Sarah have set up residence in Gerar, in the area where Abimelech was king. It is clear that Abraham and Sarah, his wife, have an understanding. And that understanding is this. Sarah, because you are a beautiful, beguiling, and breathtaking woman, that any man would desire, if there's an inquiry about our relationship so that both of us can live, I will say, you're my sister. Because if I say you are my wife, you will live, and I 
will likely die. So there, chapter 20, after Abraham informs Abimelech that Sarah is his sister, Abimelech seizes Sarah and places her in his harem as a personal possession for his own pleasure. But the Lord came to Abimelech by way of a dream and gave the king a couple options and an opportunity to correct the situation. The Lord says, if you give Sarah back to Abraham, you will live. If you do not, you will surely die. After what I am sure was a sleepless night, King Abimelech returned Sarah to Abraham, and the judgment of the Lord was removed from Abimelech's household. Now, after that encounter that was filled with Abraham's deceit, deception, and dishonesty, King Abimelech seeks out another encounter with Abraham in the text that I read earlier. And I can imagine as the two parties meet, Abimelech accompanied by the commander of his army, that both Abraham and Abimelech could have initiated the conversation with the aforementioned phrase, we meet again. And as we move forward, notice a few things that are fleshed out in this meeting. The first thing is, is that Abimelech recognizes the Lord's favor toward Abraham. Now, the Lord's favor has been observed in the life of Abraham by Abimelech. Now, understand there are many definitions and descriptions of the favor of the Lord. Favor has been described as gaining approval, acceptance, special benefits, or blessings. This kind of favor depends on the Lord's good pleasure. Another has said, the favor of the Lord can be described as divine kindness or an act of true compassion on the part of the Lord toward those who are needy and undeserving. It has been said as well, favor means the Lord stepping into one situation to make a worthwhile difference in your life. All of these descriptions apply to the lives of Abraham and Sarah throughout their years. Favor is close in application to grace. Remember, grace is the Lord giving you or allowing to happen to and for you that which you do not deserve. Favor is similar. It is the divine kindness, compassion, and consideration that you do not deserve and cannot earn. And I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for the Lord's favor. And what I love about the Lord's favor is that his favor is in accordance to his sovereignty. Uh, that, that, that means the Lord can do uh, whatever he wishes, whenever he wishes, however he wishes, and for whom or through whom ever he wishes. Can I remind you why that should shout you? It should shout you because that means your past cannot prevent the Lord's favor. Your mistakes cannot 
neutralize the Lord's favor. Your blunders in life cannot block your favor. Gossip cannot get in the way of the Lord's favor. Envy cannot extinguish the Lord's favor. Jealousy cannot jam the Lord's favor. Haters cannot halt the Lord's favor. Favor is the Lord's to bestow and bless you with. Your enemies cannot erase it, eradicate it, or eliminate it. Your naysayers cannot negate it or nullify it. The Miami Mass Choir would say it this way, what God has for me, it is for me. I know without a doubt that he will bring me out because God, what God has for me, it is for me. As you ought to say, when the favor of the Lord is evident in your life, don't hate. Celebrate. And the Lord might allow you to participate. I know we've been saying for years, favor ain't fair. But I want to give you another perspective. Not trying to contradict the statement, just to give another perspective. Hang in there with me. Favor is to some degree fair because of who's giving the favor. You see, the Lord can see some things the rest of the world cannot see. The Lord can see in your life what others cannot see. He may notice in your life what others do not notice. He sees you in your prayer closet. He sees you in meditation on his word. He sees your faithfulness when no one else is watching. And let me add something to that. When I see, say he, say he sees what the world cannot see, it may be that the Lord sees that some people cannot handle the lever of favor that he pours into your life. I didn't mean for y'all to get mad with me, but I know it's the case. And that's on a couple of levels. First, with favor comes burden. I think I need to say it again. With favor comes burden. Jesus summed this up in profound and philosophical words as he was closing the parable of the expectant steward in Luke chapter 12. He says these words in the 48th verse of that chapter, for everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required. You see, some kinds of favor is too, is too heavy for some people to bear. So don't ask for the favor the Lord is pouring out into someone else's life. It may be too heavy a burden for you to bear. You don't see what comes with the burden in private. You're just focused on what it looks like in public. Along with that, he knows some people cannot cope and control the kind of favor the Lord is pouring into your life. A favor has the ability, if you're not careful, to get out of control. 
Some folk get a taste of the Lord's favor and no one can tell them anything. Their heads are held up so high you can see the gray matter in their brains. Their head gets so big they cannot fit through the door frame. They flaunt their favor in front of everyone who will listen and look. Now y'all know it's the truth. Let me get to this text real quick. As I said, Abimelech recognizes the Lord's favor in Abraham's life is made clear by Abimelech's words to Abraham. Listen to verse 22 of Genesis chapter 21 once again. It says, and it came to pass at that time that Abimelech and Ephichol, the commander of his army, spoke to Abraham saying, God is with you in all that you do. Abimelech said it more concisely, but it was as if he had heard the words of Sting, who was a part of the band named the police. I know there are some youngsters in here who have no idea who Sting is and who the band the police was. You can Google it when you get home. Don't Google it now. Google it when you get home. And even though you may not know who that uh, was, it seems as if Abimelech was channeling Sting hundreds of years ago. Sting said it this way, every breath you take and every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. Abimelech is saying to Abraham, I've been watching you and the Lord is with you in all that you do. Abraham, you have the favor of the Lord. Even though you failed at times, Abraham, you have the favor of the Lord. Even though you've fallen at times, Abraham, you have the favor of the Lord. Even though you fabricated fiction at times, you have the favor of the Lord. Child of God, when you have the favor of the Lord in and over your life, it will be recognized. It cannot be denied, debated, or dismissed. Abimelech recognized the favor of the Lord in Abraham's life and the people in your life and even your adversaries and antagonists recognize the Lord's favor in your life. Sometimes instead of just recognizing it, they talk about you. They set traps for you. They try to trip you up and try to discourage you. But child of God, what you have to have consciously in your mind, many times they try to hurt you and it's only because they want to be you. And every now and then you need to look in the mirror and encourage yourself and declare I may not be all that I should be but I have the Lord's favor. 
I've made some mistakes along my journey, but I have the Lord's favor. Others may try to put me down, but I have the Lord's favor. And you ought to remind yourself what the psalmist says in Psalm 30, verses 4 and 5. Sing praises to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name, for his anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Somebody ought to be thanking the Lord right now. Thank you, Lord, for your favor. I didn't deserve it. I could not earn it. But, Lord, I want to thank you for your favor. Abimelech recognizes the Lord's favor toward Abraham, but also Abimelech reminds Abraham of his prior kindness toward Abraham. I told you Abraham and Abimelech could have Use an opening statement, we meet again. I reminded you earlier of their prior interaction in Genesis chapter 20 where Abraham misrepresents his relationship with Sarah by saying she is his sister. Abimelech seizes Sarah for his harem. The Lord then informs Abimelech of the deadly and disastrous consequences he would experience if he did not return Sarah to Abraham. And as a sign of goodwill, Abimelech returns Sarah and additionally enriches Abraham and Sarah. Listen to Genesis chapter 20, verses 14 through 16. It says, Then Abimelech took sheep, oxen, and male and female servants and gave them to Abraham and he restored Sarah his wife to him. And Abimelech said, See, my land is before you. Dwell where it pleases you. Then to Sarah, he said, in parentheses, sarcastically, Behold, I have given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. Indeed, this vindicates you before all who are with you and before everybody. Thus she was rebuked. Now understand, Abimelech has noticed the Lord's favor towards Abraham. He has also noticed Abraham's household has begun to grow. His wealth has increased and his influence has spread. To some degree, Abimelech pondered the possibility that at some point Abraham may become a threat and a rival. Added to that, Abraham indicates to Abimelech a beef, and bad blood may arise because some of Abimelech's servants had raided and claimed a well that Abraham had dug and laid claim to himself. So Abimelech approaches Abraham to form a covenant. But before consenting and complying to the covenant, Abimelech wanted to remind Abraham, listen, you remember when I was kind to you in spite of your deceit, dishonesty, and deception. Abimelech says, I don't want that to just be swept under the rug. You have to remember my prior kindness towards you. Listen to what it says in verse 23. Now therefore, swear to me by God that you will not deal falsely with me, with my offspring, or with my posterity, but that according to the kindness that I have done to you, 
you will do to me and to the land in which you have dealt. Abimelech, in so many words, says, Abraham, I need you to do me a solid. I need you to cut me a break by instituting this covenant. And before we shake on the deal, I need you to remember the kindness I've shown you previously. I, I need you to mull over how I could have reacted. Abimelech was indicating, listen, I am the king. And he is really saying to Abraham, I could have reacted more harshly and severely. He was saying to Abraham, take into account it could have gone left and it could have gone wrong. But I want to remind you, Abraham, I was kind to you. And it is now time to return the courtesy and kindness I've shown you. Abimelech was saying to Abraham, just because you've come up, don't let it get out of hand and you come at me. And the Bible says that Abraham concurred and cooperated by saying, I swear to this covenant. So we see Abimelech recognizes the Lord's favor toward Abraham. Abimelech reminds Abraham of his prior kindness toward Abraham. But then the Bible shows us that Abraham reflects on the Lord's everlasting and eternal nature. Abraham reflects and responds to the everlasting and eternal nature of the Lord. Listen to what the sacred text says on today in verses 32 and 33. It says this, Thus they made a covenant at Beersheba. So Abimelech rose with Phicol, the commander of his army, and they returned to the land of the Philistines. Then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. Abraham not only reflects on the everlasting and eternal nature of the Lord, he responds by leaving a record. You see, I told you a few weeks ago when something significant happened in the Old Testament, uh, they would leave an altar, a memorial, or a monument, or something that would indicate and bring to mind the significant event that had occurred. So Abraham says, I'm going to plant a tamarisk tree here. And it was there that Abraham called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. El Olam, the master of eternity who not only lives forever but meets the needs of his people for all eternity. Oh, every now and then you ought to reflect on the fact that he has an everlasting and eternal nature. And if he's taken care of the world all of this time, he can certainly take care of it now. Oh, and I thank God, the Word of God over and over again tells us and shows us uh, that He is the everlasting, eternal God. Exodus 15, 18 says, The Lord shall reign forever 
and ever. Deuteronomy chapter 33, 27 says, the eternal God is our refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will thrust out the enemy from before you and will say destroy. Psalm 90 verses 1 and 2 says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations before the mountains were brought forth. Ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Psalm 93 93 verse 2 says, your throne is established from old. You are from everlasting. Isaiah 40, 28 says, have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faint nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. I want to let you know he has an everlasting and eternal nature. And Abraham stopped and reflected on the goodness and greatness of the Lord. And he called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting and eternal God. Abimelech recognizes the Lord's favor toward Abraham. Abimelech reminds Abraham of his prior kindness toward Abraham. Abraham reflects on the Lord's everlasting and eternal nature. And lastly, Abraham receives a preview of the Lord's promise. Abraham receives a preview of the Lord's promise. Now, I've spent a relatively extended period of time speaking about the promise to Abraham that he would have a male descendant born and birthed by his wife Sarah. We have witnessed in some of the previous sermons that that promise was fulfilled and yet we must remember that was not the only promise the Lord made to Abraham. There was an accompanying promise that the Lord makes to Abraham. The first time it's revealed to Abraham is in Genesis chapter 12, verse 7. It says, Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built uh, an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. The Lord reiterates and repeats the promise in Genesis chapter 15, verse 18. On the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying to your descendants, I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. The Lord reveals the promise that Abraham's descendants would have the land. He says it in Genesis chapter 12 and restates it in Genesis chapter 15. And in Genesis chapter 21, verse 34, the Lord gives Abraham a preview of the fulfillment that the Lord had made, or the promise, rather, that he had made earlier. Uh, listen, a preview of the promise is fulfilled. Listen to the sacred text in verse 34. It says, And Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines, many days. Now what you have to understand is uh, that Abraham in Genesis chapter 21 is living as a resident alien. Abraham was in the land that was promised to his descendants by the Lord, but at that moment, Abraham nor his descendants ruled nor reigned 
over the land. Now it was going to happen because the Lord promised it. And yet Abraham was having a foretaste of what his descendants would one day control and command. And that's where many are on today. You're receiving a preview of what the Lord is going to do in your tomorrows and your next weeks and your next years. You know, it's similar uh, to when you go to the movie. That's why people who really love movies want to be not on time, but before time. Uh, when you go to the movies and before the main attraction is displayed on the screen, screen, there are previews of movies that will be released in the months to come. You don't get the entire movie at that moment, but it causes anticipation when you can watch the entire movie. And that's only because you saw the preview. Uh, someone listening right now, I want to let you know you're in the preview moment in your life. The blessing, the breakthrough, the deliverance, the healing, the promotion, it is on its way. Oh, and the Lord right now is giving you a preview of that promise. He made it to you, and it will come to pass. But right now, he's just giving you a preview. Now, you don't have to say it out loud, but uh, somebody in this sanctuary, somebody in the virtual sanctuary, you're in your preview moment. The Lord is giving you a little foretaste of what he has for you down the road. But you've got to believe the promise is going to come to pass. Oh, that's why Russell Kelso Carter put pen to paper in 1886 inspired to share these words, standing on the promises of Christ my King. Through eternal ages, let his praises ring. Glory in the highest, I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God. He goes on to say, standing, standing. Standing on the promises of God my Savior. Standing, standing. I'm standing on the promises of God and I need to know as I take my seat and let you go on home, is there anybody here who's standing on the promises of God? I don't have it all right now. The Lord has given me a preview of the promise. Yes, and I'm gonna stand on the promise right now. I don't have it all in hand, but I'm glad uh, the Lord is giving me a preview uh, of the fulfillment uh, of his promise. I don't know uh, how you feel about it, uh, but I thank the Lord uh, for just a preview uh, of his promise. Do I have a witness today? Uh, 
Yes, Lord, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, because it's on his way. Do I have a witness? And I won't wait until it's fulfilled to shout glory to his name. Do I have a witness? I will shout right now. Do I have a witness? I need to know today, is there anybody here who will shout right now? Is there anybody here who will lift holy hands right now? Is there anybody here who will shout glory to his name right now? Because the Lord will fulfill his word. Do I have a witness? So I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make her boast in the Lord. The humble will hear thereof and be glad. the Lord with me uh, and let us uh, exalt his name together yes Lord uh, for just five seconds uh, tell the Lord uh, thank you uh, in advance Uh, tell the Lord uh, thank you uh, in advance Uh, take five seconds uh, and shout glory Shout glory, shout glory, shout glory, shout glory, shout glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Doors of church open. The invitation is extended. Even as you stand all across the sanctuary. Hallelujah. Thank God for a preview of the promise. I want to say to you on today uh, that we have a Savior who will give you a preview, but he'll come through on what he said. He told his disciples and all that would listen, yes, I'm going to go to Calvary, going to go to Jerusalem, going to be crucified, but I want to give you a preview on the third day. I will be raised with all power in my hand. I thank God that he'll give you a preview of what he's going to do, a preview of that promise. And I thank God that even as he left earth, he made us another promise. Just as I'm going away, 
I will come again and receive you to myself. Hallelujah to the Lamb. If you want to be in a relationship with that promise maker and that promise keeper, Romans 10 reminds us if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for the sins of the world, that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And so on this day, if you're in the sanctuary and you want to give your life to the Lord, immediately following the benediction, there will be deacons in place to receive you to the family of faith here at the Salem Baptist Church. Or if you're watching or listening, Give us a call at 402-455-1000, option three. There's someone waiting to hear your voice right now. seated in the sanctuary, we pray that there is someone who has made a decision to give their life to the Lord on this day. For those who are in the sanctuary, immediately following the benediction, our ushers will escort you from the sanctuary. And now unto him who's able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his glory with exceeding great joy to the only wise God be glory, dominion, power and power forever and ever. And the people of God said together, amen, amen, and amen. And we yet believe the best season of your life is just ahead.